and learning. My name is David Spell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical leadership, team building, theology, and how to create winning habits. I'll also provide some updates about what my wife Annie and I are doing in Brazil. I was a police officer near Atlanta, Georgia, and retired as a lieutenant after almost 30 years of service. I've also been involved in pastoral ministry and leadership development for over 30 years. Now, Annie and I have the incredible privilege of training leaders in helping plant churches throughout Brazil. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Just leave your question or your comment in the comments section for today's post, and that's at davidspell.com. Now, the title of today's episode is Keeping Employees Motivated in a Difficult Economy. When I retired from the police department at the end of 2011, we had not had any pay raises in several years. At the time I retired, I was a lieutenant, which meant I was responsible for a team of 25 to 30 officers. And as a supervisor and as a manager, I found it challenging to keep my officers motivated. Before the recession hit, most officers could count on some type of monetary raise every year as long as their annual performance evaluation was acceptable. Now, I've read all the studies, and I know that money is not supposed to be the most important factor in job satisfaction. And that may be true, but five years without a pay raise does not make for happy employees. After the recession hit and the county government quit authorizing any pay raises, officers became understandably frustrated. Morale got lower and lower. The annual performance evaluations now really didn't mean as much. There was no money tied to them. Most government jobs are very restrictive about how their employees are paid, and managers seldom have the freedom to give pay raises or bonuses to deserving workers. And I'm sure this is maybe different in the private sector, but the government is very, very uh, tightly controlled about how, how employees are paid and how bonuses are given. And so as a manager, I had little or no freedom at all in, in providing monetary uh, rewards for, for, for my employees. And when this, this is the case, the supervisors and the managers must become creative in looking for ways to reward their best performers. Here's a few suggestions, a few ways that you might be able to use to keep your employees excited about coming to work if you ever find yourself in the situation that I was in. First of all, there's the, the area of better assignments. Giving employees more input into the type of work that they do can be very beneficial. This might be the time to let people try some different types of work, if that is possible. A little experimentation may also reveal hidden talents in some of your people. Now, this is one of the areas that the police department had that actually did give us some leeway because there's so many different divisions within law enforcement and so even though I couldn't give my employees uh, monetary raises, I could approve for them to go work in a different area of the department 
um, if that was something that they were interested in. So this was definitely something that we used, definitely a motivator in keeping people excited about coming to work. Written thank you cards. Number two. A personal note from the boss can mean a lot to a lot of to, 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 your, to your people. When one of our people has done a really good job on a project or a task, a thank you note is an excellent way to let them know that we've noticed and we appreciate their hard work. Now I know in this digital age, it's just much easier to send a send an email or just to say thank you. But there's something about a handwritten note from the boss. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to write a book. But just letting them know that you took the time to, to put in words how much you appreciate what they did will really go a long way to keeping your employees motivated. Several times over the years, I would stop by one of my, my officers in their office or their cubicle to talk to them about something. And I've noticed a thank you note that I wrote them prominently displayed on their desk. So this is something important. So thank you cards. So number one was better assignments. Number two, uh, handwritten thank you cards. Number three, public acknowledgement. Praising one of our people in front of their peers is another excellent way to let them know that we appreciate them and we value their contribution. And of course, this can't be fake. It has to be genuine. But if our people are doing a good job, um, uh, an attaboy from the boss in front of their peers really goes a long way. Number four, throw a party. One of the units that I managed at the police department had a party once a month. Now, of course, this wasn't a crazy kind of party that you might imagine. This was in a work setting. But it was a covered dish lunch that was scheduled for the last Friday of every month. And this was something that we all looked forward to, and it was also an opportunity to acknowledge the people who had birthdays that month. So this was a great opportunity for us to just kind of relax, enjoy some great food that people had brought in, and just to forget about work for an hour. And so... It really didn't cost anybody anything, but this was an event that we look forward to every month. In another unit that I was in, uh, the sergeants um, took it on themselves to buy pizza for the shift every few weeks. This might seem like a small thing, but it meant a lot to the officers, the fact that their sergeants, their supervisors would take the time and spend some money to do something nice for them. And then number five, prizes. Now, when I was a lieutenant at one of our precincts, I was very concerned about the low firearm scores for some of my officers. Now, the police department that I worked for, we had to qualify quarterly. Every three months, we all had to go to the range and shoot a qualifying course. Now, I like to shoot. And, and I've always been a, a reasonably good shot. But I had young officers that struggled. They break into a cold sweat every three months when it was their turn to shoot. And I noticed that, that we had some officers that were just struggling to qualify every month. And my three sergeants and I got together and we tried to figure out a way to, to raise 
the, the, the shooting scores and to maybe take a little bit of the fear away from, from this, this month, this quarterly thing that we had to do, the shooting. So what we did was we would chip in a few bucks every, every quarter and buy a $25 gift card to a restaurant. And the gift card was given to the officer who showed the most improvement at each qualification. Of course, we did it in, in the, the roll call, and I would call them up to the front, congratulate them on their score going up, and, and give them the gift card. And so, you know, it was something the guys looked forward to. And, of course, everybody else saw that and thought, you know, I'd like to get that gift card next time around. Let me see if I can get my score up. So we mentioned five things. We mentioned giving your employees better assignments. We've mentioned handwritten thank you cards. Public acknowledgement was number three. Number four, throwing a party. Number five, prizes. When money becomes tight in an organization, it becomes the responsibility of supervisors, managers, and the executives or the owners of the company to become creative in ways to reward their employees. Most workers are smart. They understand what a tough economy means for an organization. Most of them also sincerely appreciate when the people in charge look for other ways to express appreciation and gratitude for their hard work. Now it's your turn. Can you think of any other creative ways to motivate and encourage your employees? I'd love to hear them. Go to davidspell.com and leave a comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and subscribing will ensure that you don't miss a single issue. Now, if you're like me, you're always on the lookout for great new leadership resources. Have you seen my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond? Just click on my resource page at davidspell.com. Now, this is the newest, this is the revised and updated version of Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. In fact, it has 10 brand new chapters. This ebook is packed with practical leadership advice, and I know that you will enjoy it. So check it out. Now, as we close today, can I ask for a small favor? Would you take just one minute and go to iTunes and give Leading and Learning a rating? These ratings are so important for this show because it helps push me higher in the, in the ratings so that we can get our content to more people. And I would so appreciate it. And while you're there, subscribe so that you don't miss a single issue of Leading and Learning. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.